Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. They say it's in your blood, a game that can't be won, only played. A love affair. It satisfies the soul and frustrates the intellect. The greatest game ever played. Golf. It's real. And this is Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of legendary golfer Billy Casper. Talking golf with you for more than two decades. And now, here's Brian and Bob. Well, thank you very much and welcome into this week's edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper. It's great to be with you. At Real Golf is the Twitter handle. You can find us on SiriusXM 203, iHeartRadio channels, GNN, and Sports Byline. Many of the digital platforms and where podcasts are found, at Real Golf is where you want to search, or Real Golf Radio. And, of course, our flagship station in Salt Lake City, Utah, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Thanks for taking us along each and every week. Good to be with you as we wrap up our 24th year of Talking Golf and looking forward to year 25 coming up. And there's a lot of interesting things that will likely unfold in the next year with this you know, agreement or framework that has been put on the table between Liv and, and PGA Tour and how will that all transpire and will it transpire at all uh, because of you know current situations and whatnot. But that, that becomes relevant because this week the Liv Tour or series or league or whatever you want to call them is playing at Doral in their season finale. And yeah, so the players, yeah, the players are all there and in Miami and there are a lot of medias there and they're getting a lot of uh, opportunity to speak their mind and hold press conferences and whatnot. In fact, oh, one of the guys that's there is Rex Hoggard with Golf Channel and we're going to catch up with Rex and get his uh, take from what's been happening so far there at Doral and some of these questions that we have around the little live and the framework. Troy Merritt's going to join us later this hour as well. The two-time winner on the PGA Tour, just wrapping up his 12th season out there. And he's been doing some good work here in the fall series, improving his position from, I think, 133 now inside, uh, well, 115 or something 115, like that. 115, yeah. So it's important, obviously, to get inside the top 125 in order to have a full status. And we'll talk to him about what's helped him over the last couple of weeks play better and what his thoughts are on this next season, year 13 yeah. for Troy. And then America's yeah. favorite caddy will stop by in the back nine. And Bob, we're going to do some little story time with the caddy. Yes. Yes. I'm excited. If you ever want to know what the caddies talk about when they sit around after a round, well, you're going to get a little insight from America's favorite caddy coming up on the back nine. So stay tuned. That's everything that's on tap. We'll kick it off coming up next. Follow us on Twitter at Real Golf and stay tuned. We're just getting started here on Real Golf Radio. 
Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers, AAA star Drew Avins, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com. A psoriasis flare-up can make a walk in the park, well, no walk in the park. It's that obvious, huh? I've tried so many lotions and creams, but I still have symptoms. So those don't do enough to treat the inflammation beneath the skin, leaving you with those uncontrolled symptoms. Makes sense, but what else can I do? You can get real with your dermatologist so they can help you get clear, make an appointment, and, oh, you're already on it. Hi, yes, I'd like to make an appointment. Get real clear about psoriasis at letsgetrealclear.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8Side Network's outstanding eight-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Hear Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/byline and use code byline. That's code byline. At prizepicks.com slash byline for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. This new Wendy's Frosty flavor is way too exciting to keep under wraps. It's a brand new, first of its kind flavor. Get this pumpkin spice. I know, right? It's so good. It's rich, it's cozy, it's the perfect flavor for some fall frosty time. Watch, everyone will see it and jump on the bandwagon. Grab a never-before-seen Pumpkin Spice Frosty or Pumpkin Spice Frosty Cream Cold Brew today when you choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's. Vanilla Frosty is temporarily unavailable. Back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. This segment is brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort in St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort, Tom Weiskopf Championship Design Golf Course, Hotel, Residential Villages, Water Park, Restaurants, Shopping. I mean, this is a one-stop destination 
in southern Utah with its beautiful weather. I was there all week long, and it's absolutely gorgeous. The golf course is in tre- tremendous shape, and it's just such a great layout. It's fun to play with guys that have played it; they're playing it for the first time, and just see how they just their eyes are just in in wonderment. The phones are out the entire time, taking pictures and videos of the landscape, and the it's just is unbelievable. It's stunning to see the black rock with the white sand and the green grass, and then the red hills, uh, mountains surrounding it. It's uh, just something like you have to experience. Go to blackdesertresort.com for more details, and there's still exclusive real estate opportunities available there as well. All right, Bob, so PGA Tour this week is playing in Japan at the Zozo Championship. So due to the time schedule, we got a couple rounds in the books, which is nice to see. Uh, Give us an update. Yeah, Bo Hostler is leading at seven under par, um, and uh, Justin Sue is is one shot back. Then... um, Mili Alangurio and Satoshi Kodiara and because it's playing in Japan and uh, they get some exemptions into the event, uh, Japanese players, uh, Xander Shoffley's at four under par, Eric Cole's at four under par. Um, it's uh, uh, Keegan Bradley, defending champion. He's at three under par. So this is uh, this is a good one. It's a no cut event, only 72 players. And uh, and it's off to a good start through uh, 36 holes right now. So it's kind of a live event is what you're saying. No. <laughs> still, it's still 72 holes. It's still double the field. Um, it is a PGA Tour event. Ricky Fowler currently at plus four. Zach Blair at plus, minus two. Colin Morikawa at minus three. So there's a lot, lot going on right now. Some good then notables. they come... Yeah, then they come back for a week and and take a week off, and then you've got the final three um, FedEx Cup fall events to round out the year where guys will finalize their tour cards. I think it's, what is it, Mexico, Bermuda, and Georgia? Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be fun. So we'll talk to Troy Merritt about that uh, and his schedule. And then Mm -hmm. um, the Live is playing this week at Doral. It's their final event. And Rex Hoggard is going to join us coming up in just a couple of minutes and get his insight on, on what's going on there. But there's been a lot of questions and a lot of comments around where Liv is and how it's doing. And all I heard a lot about was Greg Norman talking a lot about the, the fact that players on the PGA Tour and other tours have a lot of FOMO. They feel like they're missing out on all the great stuff that's happening with Liv. And yeah. I kind of look at it the other way around. I feel like all I hear is that the players on Liv are missing out on all the things they wanted back on the PGA Tour. They got what they wanted there, but now they still want all their other stuff. And I don't know. What do you think? Well, they got what they wanted. They got their money is what they wanted. They wanted the oppor- that opportunity, and they've got, they got all that money and those guaranteed contracts and all that kind of thing. But um, it came down this week, uh, the world – golf rankings um they will not receive any world golf ranking points and so they're they're trying to figure out about that then because they're not going to get those world golf ranking points they're going to not be exempt into playing in major championships and so we know augusta has their own criteria but they'll be able to qualify for the u.s open they'll be able to qualify for the open championship they you know based on world golf rankings and that kind of thing for the pga uh, championships. So now that now they're saying, well, there's got to be a way for them to, um, you know, to be able to play in the majors. Um, they can play the DP world tour. Um, but, but what they're saying is, well, you know, what you should do is you should take our top 12 guys 
um, should be able to play in majors and stuff like that. You know, and that's that's fine. You can say that all you want. Um, but guess what? You guys are on the outside looking in and those governing bodies have all the clout and all the ability to say, hey, you know, you know, guys that have played well and are, you know, like Brooks Kefka will be playing in the majors. Um, well, if if you're not. If you're you're there again on the outside looking in because they're trying to get the governing bodies and those major championships to bend to their will or bend their rules to include them when they're the the guys that took a step away. All I hear is Captain Barbosa in the back of my mind. So first of all, we got to do nothing. Yep. I'm disinclined right. to acquiesce to your request. It means <laughs> no. So yeah, look, I mean the, the the majors to your point, the majors they don't need to, just because someone decided to start up a league and they took some popular players out there, they don't need to change anything. It's not on them. They're not required to do anything. Now from a golf fan standpoint, you want to see the best players in the world. And because sure. some of those jumped over to this other league and it disqualified it, it's a shame that they're not out there competing with the rest of the players on the PGA Tour. I'll give you that. But the majors, they don't have to do anything. Uh, nope. So they can appeal, but they don't have to do anything. And we'll talk about that. Rex Hogger joins us next from Doral. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, If you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. Priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids priced thousands less than other hearing aids. 
They fit right in your ear. Nothing shows on the back of your ear. And at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. Welcome back. It's Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob, thanks for joining us. And uh, right now, joining us from Golf Channel and GolfChannel.com, senior writer Rex Hoggard. Rex, how's it going, man? It's good. It's so uh, I'm at the Live Golf Team Championship at Doral, and it's the second year I've done this, and it's so surreal to be back in. I don't know if you guys ever covered the PGA Tour event when it was here, but it's, it's the media center's in the same big ballroom and the clubhouse, and it's like it seems like nothing changed. It's like time stood still here at Doral. I, I played the PGA Tour there event a couple of times at Doral. I uh, mean, you would look it would look very familiar. Now the course is a little <laughs> bit longer, and they, you know they've made. Some some changes to it, and, and sure. Donald Trump, former president, has certainly put his stamp on here. But it's amazing how it still feels like you're out. Bob's yeah. Doral stories, Rex, include uh, players like um, Keith Clearwater and Raymond Floyd and Fred Couples and and that kind of thing. So that that's yeah, Bob's and that's Tom Bob's Watson playing her. and yeah, yeah. So. I mean, I, I'd be okay in that category. I, I like that category. <laughs> I, I admire that category. Those are the guys I want to talk to. <laughs> you know, it's pretty cool. I was uh, one year I was there, and I was out playing a practice round, and I played the back nine first, and I came to the front nine, and Fred and Tom Watson were standing on the first tee, and they say, "Come play with us," and I went, "Oh boy!" <laughs> so I got to play nine with them, which was fun. So. I can imagine Fred's probably one of the most enjoyable people to play golf with. Because my guess is golf is the last thing he wants to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we had a great time. Um, most, you know, most everybody out there, when you get them on the golf course, it's it's uh, it's pretty fun. But I also had a caddied for my buddy Keith Clearwater there. And we had a second place finish one year at Doral. So Raymond Floyd won. So right. good times. Uh, I always, good times. I, good I, place. I always love this event. I don't know. It might have been Norman who coined. He felt like he coined the phrase that the tour season essentially started at the route back in the day. Yep. I mean, the history is really, really cool. Now, clearly, we're at a, a different point. As I pointed out, I'm going to live golf with it at the route. It's a little bit different, but you still get that same nostalgia. You know, I never liked that being a West Coast guy uh, because the West Coast swing's kind of my favorite. I think it's. I think there's more uh, romance in the West Coast swing than any other swing, just with the names of celebrities that were attaching their names to the in the history of those events and so forth. So I always took exception when, especially the guys from down under would and, and uh, overseas would always claim Doral was the beginning because they didn't want to come all the way to the West Coast, which I look, I understand their their world travel schedule, but anyway, so that was always a point when we first started doing this show 25 years ago. I used to I used to hate that when they would talk about that, but I get your point. No, and I think it's cool the way, I mean, if you we're, we're doing a history lesson here, but I think if you go back and look how that swung, like pardon the pun, but it swung back to the West Coast in, I'd say, the last two decades where yeah. you're absolutely right. You look at Pebble Beach now, where it's going to be a signature event going into next year, but certainly L.A. got a breath of fresh air when Tiger stepped in there. I, I would argue 
that the American Express has sort of reinvigorated itself. I, I think everybody loves starting the season in Hawaii. So it's certainly fun. And then, of course, Arizona is Arizona. I mean, Phoenix is something different, you know, into itself. So if you look at the West Coast, I think it, those days are long gone. I think yeah. everybody wants to get over there and play those events. But it, it was interesting. Being the Florida kid, I, I'm actually on Greg's side. I, I like it that it started here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to go too far. So um, what what are you hearing out there, especially since you're at Live this week? Um, what do you hear going forward and, and the possibilities? Let's start with um, the framework agreement and, and what's happening there. Uh, let, let's do some sort of fine for tone, the way you said live uh, of it. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it is interesting because we don't know what's going to happen from the live golf event. You know, it, it, it has been fun talking with players this week. And, and I, this is the third live event I've done. I did uh, this event last year, and then I was at the live event this season in Orlando. And how it's so enjoyable, and I know my bosses probably wouldn't enjoy me saying this, coming back and catching up with these players. Like, I really don't have an opportunity to talk to Graham McDowell very often anymore. And he was always one of my favorite players to talk to. I would say the same thing about Paul Casey. Pat Pat Perez is is different. And I mean, the conversations are always lively and combative sometimes, but like I enjoy coming back out and reconnecting these players. And this week I've kind of dug into what you just asked about because we won't see these players again until December 31st comes and goes. And that's the deadline. I think that's a soft deadline for whatever becomes of the framework agreement to a definitive agreement. But I kind of did just a informal poll, real unscientific poll of in, from a live player's perspective, what's the best case scenario for whatever the definitive agreement may or may not be. I can tell you, I got a lot of really interesting answers. Some players had spent a lot of time thinking about it. Some of them hadn't spent any time thinking about it and it's probably wasted energy. I could certainly see where they're coming from. I, I will say that the biggest takeaway from the live players, there is an element that the best situation for the live players is that for there not to be an agreement, which creates a whole different conversation. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Kind of, the second sentence there. I, I felt like I talked too long already. Um, well, but I, you kind of left me hanging on that one. I'm like, yes, I, I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> well, and, and, and look, I think most of them I talk to have no interest in going and playing a full PGA tour schedule again. And I don't even know if that's in the cards. I'm not quite sure how, I mean, that's, all part of the million dollar billion dollar questions about how do, how would you reintegrate these players back onto the PGA tour? I don't think any player out here. I mean, let's face it. They have had a good life on this side for a year and a half now. I mean, they, they've earned a lot of money. They're only playing 15 events. There's no cuts. I mean, we can all sort of, regardless of what side politically you fall on this particular conversation, you can all look at it and go, yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good lifestyle. Like I can see why someone would like that. So the idea that somehow let's say they, there is a path back. For Phil Mickelson, do you think he's going to play the 15 event minimum on the PGA Tour as well as the 14 events on Live? Phil, at 50 something years old, is not playing 29 events. And I can tell you that every other player that I ask, from Harold Varner to Bubba Watson to Charles Howe III, they're not going to play 29 events. They don't want to. And I certainly understand that. Now they're open. All of them have events they they want to play, like talking with Brooks Kepka. He made it clear, like, man, he'd love to play Phoenix again. That was always one of his most enjoyable events. And so he would love to go back and give that a shot. Charles Howell loves started the season in Hawaii. That being said, they kind of like the lifestyle they have now. And it's hard, even the ones who have thought about what the agreement may look like. It's hard for all of us. It's hard for them to sort of wrap your minds around what would NUCO or whatever it is we want to call it look like. And I don't think anybody has a good answer yet. Mm. Rex Hager joining us from uh, Live and Doral. 
So I hear Greg Norman talk about FOMO and that there's players on the PGA Tour that feel like they're missing out and that they are contacting him and they're, they want to be a part of what they're doing because there's lots of money and, and all the things that you just mentioned. But I have a hard time feeling like the comments that are coming out of the live players they're constantly campaigning to be able to play in their favorite PGA Tour events, to be able to get world ranking points, to be able to get in major championships. And it feels like the FOMO really comes from that side of the fence, less so than, than this side of the fence if you're talking PGA Tour. So have you, have you had any conversations around that? Do any of these guys find themselves going, man, this is nice. I don't have, for the reasons you just mentioned, the no cuts, the big money, the limited schedule, for as nice as that is, do any of them sit back and go, yeah, but I'm kind of out of the spotlight a little bit uh, from what I w- have been accustomed to for so many years. Oh, I think there's FOMO for certain players who probably didn't particularly like the spotlight when they were on the PGA Tour, but now they've gone 18 months, mm-hmm. and it's been wildly more subdued. There's, a, there's still a spotlight out here, but it's not close to what it was before, and I think that's part of the reason when you come out here, guys want to talk. They want to be engaged unlike they ever have before. To your point, that, that's an excellent point. I think you're you're right 100%. They want their cake and eat it too. And as it stands right now, I was in that meeting yesterday, uh, earlier this week with Greg Norman, and he said FOMO a lot to the point that I had to show my age and, and grab my phone and look it up real quick to, to make sure I understood <laughs> exactly what it meant. Yeah, I mean, for them to say, well, ranking points is, is where they want the conversation to start. For them to say that the majors need to carve out some sort of exemption category for the top players here, and maybe they do. And, I mean, we can sit and have a long conversation about that, but yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with you at all. They want what's best for them. And I would argue yeah. that the PGA tour players probably want the exact same thing. When I get around to asking them these same questions in a few weeks, when I get out to the next tour event. And I think that's kind of human nature, but from my perspective for this particular story, it is interesting that they would much rather not have sort of maybe in their minds, the best way to say it is that conflict. Mm. between if the PGA Tour and, and Live Golf and the DP World Tour do come up with some sort of way to become one entity, how does it fit together and what does that mean for these particular players? And if that yeah. happens, sorry, Bob, if that happens, does it accomplish the things that Phil and Sergio and a lot of the guys kind of, because let's not forget, when they went out the door, they, they sort of slung mud, you know, not sort of, they slung some mud back the other way and they were, you know, Sergio's like, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with this tour and all this kind of stuff. Like there was... There was a few guys that just said, hey, this is too good of an opportunity from a business standpoint. I'm going to take it. But there was a lot of guys that had some animosity on their way out. And so that I think that's maybe what, what when I talk to golf fans, they have a hard time reconciling is now they're over there. They got everything they wanted and now they want back to the where they were slinging the mud. So do you, do you find that they'll be able to have some coexisting if that takes place or will the players that slung the mud just stay on the other side and opt not to play in those tour, tour events? I guess that's the way it would have to be. And I guess the, the breaking point in a lot of these conversations was, and we don't know what's going to happen, but part of the framework agreement was trying to find some sort of pathway back for mm-hmm. the players who joined the PGA Tour. And I remember doing a story even before the framework agreement was announced. It was earlier this season, just the idea, like, what would the path back look like? And I remember one player, Billy Horschel, who was the first one to say, well, it would be different for every player. And I was taken by the idea. I'm like, Billy, like you can't pick and choose. Like you can't say, okay, well, this guy can come back, but that guy can't. And Billy's argument was, I most we most certainly can. Like they've decided to walk away. And in this particular case, I think there's something to what he said. Because mm. to your point, 
there was a lot of players who walked away from the PGA Tour and didn't say anything. They turned down their membership. They didn't join the lawsuit, and they remain close. I would say Dustin Johnson is in that category. Certainly, you look at the way Brooks Kepka just immediately dropped back in to that U.S. team at the Ryder Cup. There was no animosity. I think I've made the argument before that if you were a player that was liked by other players before you left to go to live, and as long as you didn't do the things that we just said, you're still yeah. liked by players on the PGA Tour. I think they understood your motivation, and they just moved on. If you were a player, to your point, like Phil, who joined the lawsuit, who was very outspoken against the tour, against Jay Monahan, against the model, then no, I don't think it, there's going to be a path back. And if it is, it's going to be a difficult path back. Sure, sure. So you said so, you weren't good at speculation. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> I'll be 100 yeah. wrong again. I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a, this is actually the first year that we've had relegation. Uh, the four players have been announced already. One of them, uh, Brooks Kepka's brother. Um, will those be filled? How will those positions be filled? And how will those guys possibly be able to work back in if they can? This one's tough for me because I have to be honest with you. Everything that Liv has done or is doing, like I've kind of watched from the outside, probably like a lot of us, just out of curiosity, like, well, what's team golf going to be like? What's the shotgun start like? Like, there's a lot of things that I was kind of curious, but it didn't really spark my interest. What happens on Sunday when this event's over and they go into what essentially is going to be a busy offseason? Because what you're going to have to do is not just those four players, I think there's going to be as many as four or five other players who their contracts are up with various teams. And so, from my understanding, there'll be about nine spots that need to be filled. Now, four of those spots will come from, they have a promotions event in December. It's going to be in Abu Dhabi. So there'll be three spots. Players can play their way on to live golf that way. Um, it looks like Andy Ogletree is going to take the fourth spot as the money leader on the Asian Tour International Series. But then there's going to be five other spots. And I think you're going to see some wheeling and dealing. And that part to me is very interesting because, because I'm like a normal sports fan on that front. I love the transaction. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I've watched intently to see where Damian Lillard was going to land in the NBA. I was fascinated by the idea that is it going to be Miami? Is it going to be somewhere else? And suddenly he ends up in Milwaukee. Like that was interesting to me. And I think that is a part that live golf is tapping into that I think is underappreciated because what we'll see over the next really two months. So the way it's been described to me is starting on Monday, it'll be like, I think they call it free agency and any player on any team at that point can start negotiating with their team again to come up with a new contract. And there are rules and regulations that apply to this. After that period, that player, I think Taylor Gooch is probably the perfect example. Taylor had a great year. He won the individual title. I'm sure there's other teams that would be very interested in giving him a more lucrative offer to have them come play for him. That to me is interesting. Are you one of the uh, buyers, potential buyers for the range goats that was mentioned by Bubba? Uh, I am not. I don't know what that uh, the evaluation would be like. It's funny, Norman was kind of asked about it as well. And it seems to me they're, they're still a long way from that. But it, it is funny that he brought out the, the idea that he, not only does he want to be involved with a company that is interested in golf, but he wants a lot of money. And I'm like, hmm, how many of those? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Is Tiger playing in his event on that TBD uh, or that last to be announced uh, spot? Do you suppose at the hero? Uh, it's funny that it's TBD, right? So we can throw the tiger thing in there, uh, TBD. Uh, according to my colleague, um, uh, Todd Lewis, indications are pretty good that he's trending in that direction. I don't think he's anywhere close. I, I don't. I didn't see anything in that video that came out last week. I think he was hitting a wedge shot at Pebble Beach. I didn't see anything in there that would lead me to believe that he's ready to compete on that level. But we've talked about this before. It seems like it comes up every year 
that it's a flat golf course. It's warm. It's in the Bahamas. It's his golf course. Like there's a lot of reasons for him to play, but it seems to me that this surgery was probably more intense than he ever let on. So I'm not quite sure if he's going to be ready for 72 holes. I'd probably put it a little bit less than 50 50 right now. Might be Charlie. Charlie takes uh, nine holes. Tiger takes nine holes. They put a little best ball. <laughs> or just uh, just Charlie can play a period. Like there you we'll go. take a wood and wood a bit. There, there you go. Rex, thanks for your time, man. Enjoy Doral and uh, catching up with everybody. We appreciate you. Uh, hey, you know what? I'll take that as expert analysis and terrific speculation. Uh, so well done. The hot takes never stop. <laughs> there he is, Rex Hogger, Golf Channel, GolfChannel.com. Be sure to follow him. Does a great job covering the PGA Tour and all things golf. We'll take a break. More of the show next. Everyone expects distance from their driver. We're shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that. We constructed the first ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance from Callaway, the kings of distance. In a world of too good to be true, every once in a while you experience something that lives up to the hype. That's been my experience at Black Desert Resort. The Tom Weiskopf Championship-designed golf course is next level with the PGA and LPGA tours scheduled to play Black Desert. Demand is at an all-time high. Don't miss out on the exclusive opportunity to own real estate at Black Desert. Sign up for details at blackdesertresort.com and learn how you can enjoy year-round family fun in beautiful St. George, Utah. That's blackdesertresort.com this is not about splitting hairs it's more precise than that it's knowing to one one thousandth of an inch that every layer of every chrome soft is manufactured precisely which we confirm with proprietary 3d x-ray precision technology is not an industry standard but it is ours you can hope your ball performs consistently or you can know it will with precision technology ChromeSoft, better for the best, better for everyone. There are currently 2 million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded the Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever. It looks like a blade. It feels like a blade, but it performs unlike any other. The new Odyssey Tri-Hot 5K is a radical departure from traditional thinking. With multi-material construction, a shallow CG, and MOI over 5,000, we've actually made the blade forgiving. The days of sacrificing performance for looks and feel just ended. The new Tri-Hot 5K, it's a blade unlike any other. From Odyssey, the number one putter on tour. Sometimes, less is more. Like creating a revolutionary new raw face to maximize spin in every possible condition. But other times, more is more. Like taking the most aggressive groove in golf and adding even more advanced wedge technology. Like optimized tungsten weighting. It takes true innovation to deliver pure spin in its rawest form. The new Jaws Raw from Callaway.
back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back. It's Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Good to be with you and excited to welcome in our good friend who's a two-time winner on the PGA Tour, Troy Merritt, joining us right now. Troy, how's it going, man? Hey guys, doing all right? How are y'all? Yeah, yeah, good. Good to. Uh, hey, it's great to see a couple of top ten finishes the last three weeks. Um, congratulations, well done. What's what's kind of been the difference? Yeah, thanks. Um, I think for the most part, uh, my my fairway percentage is high, my green percentage is high, rolling in putts. But most importantly, I'm making the short putts between you know three and and eight feet i uh, didn't do that as much in vegas and as a result finished 64th but uh yeah the two top tens i made a lot of short putts and gave myself a lot of good chances and really didn't give much away and i mean that's just kind of the key out on tour if you can't give uh, can't give strokes away when we spoke with you last time you were headed down to san diego to look at some putters what did you end up going with yeah, I found uh, the that Odyssey 380 Jailbird that uh, Ricky uh, uh, uses, Wyndham Clark uses. It was hot there during the summertime, so got my hands on that. Uh, kind of tinkered around with some grips. I go with the the claw grip from inside eight feet for sure, and then on on certain putts outside of that, and then just kind of a normal grip. Um, from from long range, but uh, it's a fantastic putter, and it's uh, really helped uh, renew my confidence on the greens, which is nice. That is nice. Troy Merritt joining us here. So how do you understand this new FedEx Cup fall? Because, you know, these top tens, I'm watching your your position uh, on the FedEx Cup list, and, and it's improved with those top tens and such. So, I mean, that's a big deal. These It feels like, anyway, and that's why I wanted to get, get your input, but it feels like maybe this FedEx Cup fall has a little more meaning than what it potentially had in the past. Uh, yeah, especially for the newer guys on tour. It's pretty much the same as when I first came out on tour. You know, we finished the playoffs, uh, I think, in September back then. Then we had four or five fall events that weren't worth any points because we were on, you know, everything was based off the money list back then. And you played those four or five events to try to keep your card. Um, so now, you know, we're playing six, seven fall events with the points uh, to just basically try and keep our cards. And they added, which I don't think any of us really knew about, the uh, the next 10 to get in between 51 and 60 to get you into the first elevated events at Pebble and, and Riviera uh, at the beginning of the calendar year. So, uh, it's yeah, it's, it's, there's a little bit of a difference. But uh, it, it pretty much is just uh, they went back to the way we did it, you know, back when I was first on tour. Now we're going to start next season in January. So if I can get a few more points, lock up that card, and just have full status for next year, minus the elevated events, I'll take that. So what's your, um, what's your schedule between now and the end of these um, fall events? And are you going to be playing the rest of them? What's the deal? Yeah, no, I'll play the last three. Uh, Japan, I wasn't anywhere near getting into the field based on my play this year. But uh, there's a week off next week, and then we just have three events in a row down in uh, Cabo, Bermuda, and then the RSM in Sea Island, Georgia, will be the finale for the guys that want to keep their full status. Troy Merritt joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So it was a – we've talked to you a few times over the year, but it was a tough stretch, especially the first half of the year. Uh, you you talked openly on social media about the yips and different things like that. You've also battled a little bit of health stuff as well. 
considering all of that, where would you rank this year? And you've been out, what, on tour 10, 11, 12 years? Where would you rank this year in the, in the battle or the process of, of being a professional tour player? Yeah, this, uh, yeah, just closing out a uh, year 12 on the tour. I would say this has been my, this is definitely not my worst year. My second year on tour in 11 was my, my worst year. And I think 2017, I had a pretty poor year as well. Finished 151. And I think 121 and 125 are rather two poor finishes. But I've been so solid the last, uh, you know, four years finishing in the, the 70s and, and even into the 80s that, uh, you know, kind of came as a shock this year to have to deal with, yeah, the, the, the yips and, and the shoulder and, and, and other things off the golf course that, you know, are, un, are unforeseen. And it's just been a really, really battle, grinded out kind of year. And, and I'm glad that uh, we got positive momentum going at Fortinet uh, and Napa and, and continued it down in Jackson. And then, uh, yeah, we just finished it off now, uh, the last three events, and move into 2024 with uh, renewed confidence and focus and get back to playing good, quality, consistent golf and, and, uh, and competing at the highest level. So 125 is the number to keep your card. And, you know, there's different uh, different numbers all the way down from, from number one, all, you know, the top 50, that kind of thing. What, being 125 or being in that upper section out of the top 50, what events, um, how many times do you think you'll get to play this coming year? Um, that kind of thing. Yeah, so the, the top 125 will be, you know, full status uh, without the the elevated events or the super events or whatever they're calling them next year. So you don't get those. You know, there's probably eight or ten of those. But I went through the, the schedule and from the Sony Open all the way till um, the FedEx Cup playoffs, if you're top 125 but not in the elevated events, you have the opportunity to play in 23 golf tournaments and in the playoffs. And then the fall. So you're still full schedule. You're still full status. If you play well, you know, you can move up and, and, and try to get into the elevated events. Um, I think, uh, if not, it's not a big deal. You still have full status. You're playing on the PGA tour. You're playing 25 plus tournaments for the year. Nothing to be worried about. And, uh, you know, as you watch the guys playing those big purses, it just motivates you to, to play well when you can and, and try to get them the, uh, into them the following year. Do you find yourself at this stage um, more business-like or do you still get, does it still get those juices flowing and the competitive nature to, to want to, you know, improve or get in that, you know, in, in the better position or, or does it just become like, this is my job. This is what I need to do to keep it. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get too up or too down on this. You know, the, the nice thing is I've, I've been in various positions throughout my career, and the one thing that I've learned is no matter if you're playing really well or really poorly, you still have to play it one shot at a time. And that can be extremely difficult when you're not playing well, but it can also be extremely difficult when you are playing well, because you're kind of looking forward, uh, you know, looking ahead, you know, I'm going to win this, I'm going to win this. And then you don't focus on the present and you blow it. So I just take that mentality into each week, you know, I one shot at a time, just focus on the one before you, you can't do anything about, you know, Saturday, Sunday when it, when you're on, you know, Thursday. And, uh, you know, it's just if you're having a bad run of tournaments, obviously, like I did this year, you know it's going to turn around. Just keep uh, moving forward one foot in front of the other. 
uh, you know, if you need to find something like I did, uh, you know, go out, have a look. Um, but the, the, the worst thing that you can do is they start to overthink and overanalyze whether you're playing well or you're playing poorly. You know, you just gotta you know, take things as they come and, uh, and do the best you can. And, and, you know, that's what I tried to focus on this year when things are going poorly and, you know, it's gotten us through some pretty dark times and, you know, it, I'm sure that, you know, something will come up in the future and you just have to revert back to those thoughts. And, uh, yeah, you know, as, as a pro now for 15, 16 years, whatever it's been, you know, the, that's just the biggest thing that I've learned, you know, just try to keep it as simple as possible and, 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 and maintain your focus on what's right in front of you and it'll all work out in the end. Off the course, what do you like doing? What, uh, what, what, how do you spend your time, especially in between events and that kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, when I get to come home, I get to be home and, and be a dad. And, and especially during the school year, the boys are so busy. You know, we get up early in the morning, fixing lunches, getting breakfast ready. Uh, they go to school. I kind of hang out see what my wife's doing, uh, maybe go to the golf course. And then once the boys are done with school, pick them up and then they have violin and flag football is just finishing and we got basketball starting up and there's just always something to do. And, um, it's, it, it's fantastic when I come home, I just get to be dad and, and, and get into their lives and, and their routines. And, and then, you know, if, if they want to go to the course or if I find a day to go out for a few hours, I do that, but I'm not anywhere near the golf course, uh, in my, in my off weeks for the most part. And, uh, just trying to enjoy my time with my family. Do the boys get out and travel and see you much when you're out playing? No, they don't get out very much. Maybe twice, three times a year at, at the most. Um, you know, they, they've got their own schedules. We made a commitment, you know, early in my career that, you know, the boys and, and, and my wife would be at home having their own lives and having their own schedules and, and you know, doing things that, that they need to do and they want to do versus chasing me around and following me doing something that I want to do. It just, it just never seemed fair to, to them to do that. So um, they come out very sparingly, but uh, they enjoy it when they do make it out. Are they, are they kind of like come to an understanding? Are they getting to the age where like, hey, it's pretty cool. My dad's a PGA Tour player. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't have that. I mean, to, to <laughs> have my dad, I mean, they, they don't listen to me like most kids don't listen to their parents. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm just dad to my boys. <laughs> hey, uh, we, tw- 12 years under your belt. Uh, and even this year, as you look at different events that you play, have you come to find some that you enjoy the most? Uh, or I guess what's your favorite events out there and, or the favorite things that happen event the at events that you always look forward to or hope that they, they turn out other than, than playing well and winning. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I love going out on the road and playing in, in all of the events. I do have some, you know, Pebble's one of my favorites, but, you know, as of right now, I don't get to play Pebble next year, which is a real bummer. I always love going down and playing the players at, at Sawgrass and, and Travelers up in Hartford, and it's been fun to play Colonial the last few years because it's one of the few that my family comes down to because my oldest has a birthday that week typically, so that one's been fun the last few years. And, but I just enjoy when I get to go and see some familiar faces, you know, whether it's family in Minnesota, Iowa, uh, Detroit, or, you know, get to go uh, to baseball games or a football game here or there. Uh, you know, I have some, you know, favorite restaurants around the country that I like to go to. 
but it, it's just it's still fun to go and and play and travel and compete and you know and, and see the guys and play against them and, and see some faces that I know off the golf courses and it, it's still I, I still find joy out of it so until I don't you know I'm still going to be doing this for as long as I can that's awesome how about uh, best pro am tips? If uh, any of our listeners have an opportunity to play in a PGA Tour pro am, uh, what, what's what's a good story and, and some good tips for guys when they get a chance to play with tour players? All, all I I tell my am groups before we even tee the ball in the ground on the first hole, uh, we're not going to win. That takes the stress <laughs> off them and the pressure because they're usually pretty stressed the first few holes and they play terrible. Uh, we're we're going to have fun. And you're going to get one birdie out of me for 18 holes. And a lot of our proms are now nine holes. So I tell them it's 50, 50 that they're, that they're going to get a birdie out of me, but you just, you go out and enjoy it. You have fun. You know, some of the pros are not approachable out there, which is really hard. And, you know, it's kind of a thing we're dealing with on tour right now, but uh, if you get paired with myself or a guy like me, who's out there and knows that it's about the, the AMs for the day and, you know, for their experience and their joy and, you know, you want to try to make it a, a fun time for them. So that's that's the biggest thing is just to go out, try to not have any stress, try not to be nervous. You're going to hit bad shots. You're going to hit some good shots. Have some laughs. You know, if you, if you have a drink, have a drink or two. If you, you know, if you smoke a cigar, smoke a cigar. Do what makes you happy on the golf course, and and you will have you know a good time. Don't don't try to try, don't try to be a PGA Tour player for a day. Is that what you're saying? No, don't don't say, "Hey, I'm going to come play back with you today." No, don't do that. No. You're not going to finish a lot of holes, and we're all going to be cool. Just just play what you're supposed to and have fun. That's I awesome. love it. Well, Troy, wishing you the best as you finish up this FedEx Cup fall. Uh, again, good playing, man. Glad things are going well with the putter and uh, continued success. We'll catch up to you again. All right, uh, appreciate it, guys. Go Hawks. Oh, there he is, dropping dropping the Hawks in there. That's okay. Hey, yep. by the way, hey, I should mention, you did your Boise State Broncos picked up a, a, a Burley stud from what I see, so that's pretty good. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, um, hopefully he stays in shape. He's going to go on his uh, mission uh, before he goes to Boise State, so hopefully he can stay in some shape and uh, contribute to the, the Broncos. That'd be fun to see. Best Highest th- driver since I ever landed from Burley, and he yeah. comes from Burley. Yeah. Best yeah. athlete out of Burley since Troy Merritt. We'll just put it that way. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Troy. See you, buddy. All right, guys. Thanks. There you go. Troy Merritt, two-time winner on the PGA Tour, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Short break. More of the show next. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a Continuous Glucose Monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-390-5160. 800-390-5160. That's 800-390-5160. 
If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the U.S. USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. Has someone in your family lost a job recently? and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495-800-788-1495-800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. Thanks to Troy Merritt for joining us. Thanks to Rex Hoggard. If you missed any part of it, follow us on Twitter. At Real Golf is where you can... We'll post all the shows in their entirety. You can also follow us on uh, where your favorite podcasts are found. We'll post the shows there as well. Just search Real Golf. Coming up on the back nine, hour number two, it's America's favorite caddy with some great stories. Stay tuned. We'll get into more of that. And then Troy brought up putters. I want to talk a little bit about putters. What makes a great putter? For him, he's gained some confidence with that gelbird that Ricky yeah. and Wyndham Clark used, right? Those guys found some things. What is it about a putter? And do you ever get rid of a putter? Is, is that a thing, right? Because I've talked to some people, when they get a new putter, they sell their other one. I kind of have a hard time. I, I feel like it's a little bit of a golf journal. It's, it's an emotional connection well look you never know when that that might just jump back in and help you so i wouldn't cast those putters off well i want to ask you we'll get into some more putter talk hi this is rick tittle tune in every sunday night at 9 p.m pacific time for the video game review we'll review games we'll give away a brand new game we'll talk cheat codes new releases and your calls as well that's right here every sunday night on the sports byline usa broadcast network USA News, I'm Corey Myers. 
Last night, the president spoke to the nation about how America should support Israel after the attack from Hamas and continue to support Ukraine. I'm going to send to Congress an urgent budget request to fund America's national security needs, to support our critical partners, including Israel and Ukraine. It's a smart investment that's going to pay dividends for American security for generations. Help us keep American troops out of harm's way. Help us build a world that is safer, more peaceful, more prosperous for our children and grandchildren. Several Republican lawmakers report receiving death threats after they voted against Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House. Representatives Drew Ferguson of Georgia and Marionette Miller-Meeks of Iowa stated that they received threats following their withdrawal of support for Jordan during the second Speaker vote on Wednesday. Representatives Don Bacon of Omaha and Nick LaLota of New York also experienced threats. This follows Jordan's second unsuccessful bid for the speaker's gavel in as many days. The State Department has issued a warning advising Americans abroad to exercise increased caution. According to spokesman Matt Miller, the advisory issued yesterday points to... The potential for terrorist attacks, demonstrations, or violent actions against U.S. citizens and interests. That advisory coming in the midst of escalating tensions, of course, between Israel and the Palestinian militant group Hamas. A new report from the Pentagon says China now has over 500 nukes and has blown past previous projections for the size of its nuclear arsenal. That report adds China is now producing even more weapons while expanding its navy. This is USA News. Attention small business owners. This could be the most important 10-minute call you will ever make. You could recover up to $26,000 per employee today. And all you have to do is make one short 10-minute call to take your business up a notch or bounce back from these difficult couple of years. Omega Accounting Solutions can help you recover any payroll tax overpayments you made during the pandemic. You may even be eligible to receive up to $26,000 per employee. All it takes is a quick, easy, free 10-minute ERC consultation to determine if you qualify. Omega is the small business champion with teams dedicated to maximizing tax credits. They know their stuff so well that CPAs and payroll companies even turn to Omega for ERC tax guidance. Call 800-300-9ERC. That's 800-300-9ERC. 1-800-300-9ERC. Or visit omegataxcredit.com. A team of staff writers at Billboard magazine have come up with their list of the greatest pop songs of all time. I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston has claimed the title of the greatest pop song in history. Billboard staff curated their top 500 songs based on what most aptly embodies pop music. Queen by ABBA holds the second spot, followed by My Girl by The Temptations in third, I Won It That Way by The Backstreet Boys, and Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson complete the top five. I'm John Schaefer. The NCAA investigating the number two Michigan Wolverines football program amid allegations of sign stealing. U of M and the Big Ten were both notified by the NCAA of that investigation Wednesday. And the conference has said it notified the Wolverines future opponents. 
Four people are charged for allegedly stealing dinosaur bones from public lands in Utah and selling them in China. The Department of Justice said yesterday that the four from Utah, Los Angeles and Oregon were hit with 13 felony charges for dealing in 150,000 pounds of paleontological resources. I'm Corey Myers, USA News. This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8-Side Network's outstanding eight-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Hear Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Well, we have nine more holes to go, so how about you two fellas follow me to the 10th tee? On to the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper. Two players down the middle on the 10th hole. Here's Brian and Bob. Oh, thank you very much, and welcome into the back nine. It's hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Ryan Taylor, Bob Casper. I'm the son of Derlin, not a Hall of Fame golfer like Bob's. <laughs> son of Billy. But that's okay. Um, Caddy's going to join us coming up. If you missed hour one, Troy Merritt, Rex Hoggard from the Live event at Drow joined us. Some good stuff there. Definitely yeah. want to check that out. At Real Golf's Twitter handle where you can find us and follow us and catch all of our segments or just search for us where your favorite podcasts are found. Real Golf Radio is where you can find us there. We talked about putters a little bit, Bob. Troy Merritt uh, found something and he immediately went out and got two top 10 finishes. He did. And he'd been struggling. He'd missed, I think, 14 cuts in a row. This, like, six months of cuts, struggling with the yips. And he said he just didn't miss any short putts, didn't give him any shots away. And that was important. And so it just begs the question what are you, what is the role of a putter even after it's not working for you? Is this one, is it like old tax returns that after five years, seven years, whatever, you just shred them and get rid of them? Or do you hang on to putters? Do putters need to be something that are always with you? Almost like a little bit of a a history lesson or journal of your golfing journeys. Depends on how sentimental you are. I don't know. I think this should be a hard, fast rule for everybody. Don't get rid of your putters? I don't think so. I've got them lined up right here. In fact, (laughs) I'll just give you an example. We w- I went out this year. I, I just kind of struggled a little bit. Felt like I needed to mm-hmm. make a little bit of a change. My starter yeah. got benched, 
And so I went and grabbed all my old putters. I went and re-gripped them, made sure they were all clean and nice. I didn't want to give any competitive advantage to one over the other. And then I took them out for tryouts. We went to the practice screen. We did some tryouts. And then the ones that made it through the first tryouts, they got nine holes. So I take that putter out nine holes. Then I went nine holes with another one. And, you know, I thought I had one that was kind of leading there for the starting position. And then I bought a new one. And the new one won out. And so the rest of them, they're all sitting here on the bench. But they were very good. They kind of gave me some good feelings. And, you know, you never know when those will jump back off the bench and be a spark. You know, make you a bunch of birdies right when you need it. So I think you hang on to them. That's my take. Tell me what you think. As much much of a golf gear head as you are, they will never make it back into the rotation. You you don't think? It's always going to be a new shiny toy? Never. Mm. You might be right. Nevertheless, they're right here, just in case. Stay tuned. We'll get in more of uh, Liv and the other topics at hand as we jump into the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers AAA star Drew Avins, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com. A psoriasis flare-up can make a walk in the park, well, no walk in the park. It's that obvious, huh? I've tried so many lotions and creams, but I still have symptoms. So those don't do enough to treat the inflammation beneath the skin, leaving you with those uncontrolled symptoms. Makes sense, but what else can I do? You can get real with your dermatologist so they can help you get clear, make an appointment, and, oh, you're already on it. Hi, yes, I'd like to make an appointment. Get real clear about psoriasis at letsgetrealclear.com. Sponsored by Avvi. This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8Side Network's outstanding eight-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Hear Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/byline and use code byline. That's code byline. At prizepicks.com slash byline for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. This new Wendy's Frosty flavor is way too exciting to keep under wraps. It's a brand new, first of its kind flavor. Get this pumpkin spice. I know, right? It's so good. It's rich, it's cozy, it's the perfect flavor for some fall frosty time. Watch, everyone will see it and jump on the bandwagon. 
Grab a never-before-seen pumpkin spice frosty or pumpkin spice frosty cream cold brew today when you choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. Vanilla frosty is temporarily unavailable. To Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. This segment is brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort in St. George, Utah. Go to blackdesertresort.com and find out about the new Tom Weiskopf Championship Design Golf Course. It will host a PGA Tour event in less than a year, an LPGA Tour event in spring of 2025, and everything will be open. Um, hotel, the golf course is already open for play, restaurants. All that stuff uh, coming up next year prior to the tour event, uh, the beginning of October. So this is an opportunity to get out and play while you can. It's not going to a private membership, but the demand on the golf course is such that if you are not an owner or a guest staying at Black Desert, it's going to be difficult to get on that golf course. It is uh, There's a lot of demand. People are booking tee times and enjoying it. It's uh, something to behold. So check out blackdesertresort.com. And the best thing... Own real estate there. Buy one for yourself. Buy a unit. Have access and the discounts that come with being an owner. And you can check that all out at blackdesertresort.com. All right, we thank you for joining us. The caddy is going to come up here in just about 10 minutes, so stay tuned for that. At Real Golf is the Twitter handle. Rex Hoggard and Troy Merritt joined us in hour number one. You can find those conversations at Real Golf on Twitter or where your favorite podcasts are found. Hey, uh, just to go off the, the putter thing real quick, you're probably right. Sometimes a new putter is just what you need to kind of, you know, there's the, they, we always talk about this honeymoon phase with a new cl- driver, a new putter, or something like that. You want to ride that as long as possible. Sure. But you also want to get some level of comfort. I switched to a blade this year after probably seven or eight years or longer of playing a mallet. And there was, I was kind of convinced that the mallet was a better way to go. You got more MOI. It's going to help you keep the putter straighter and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. going back to the – once I switched back to this blade putter, it's just there's something about it that I've really enjoyed. Now, I'd be curious. I don't keep my – I don't have shot link following me around every time I play. So I'd kind of be curious if I really compared stats how different it was. But for the time being, I feel comfortable with that putter. I've been putting up good scores this year, so right now I have no reason to change it. Do I think if I sat on a Sam putting lab or I really got serious about, you know, looking at my stroke and what was happening with the ball and, you know, certain short putts, long lag putts, left to riders, right to lefters, uphill, downhill. If I, you know, if you did some deep dive research in there, is there a better putter for me out there? Or is there some tweaks I could make with my stroke or things like that? Sure. It's got to be, right? But for the time being, whatever is the combination of what I'm doing right now seems to be mostly adequate. Well, most of the guys that do that kind of deep dive into into things are guys that are playing on the weekends or playing professional golf that it matters. Um, I mean, as far as a putter is concerned, it doesn't matter what it looks like, doesn't matter how it's gripped, doesn't, doesn't matter anything. As long as you have confidence with it and the ball goes in the hole. That's all that matters with a putter. I mean, you could use uh, a putter from a putt-putt course on a regular golf course. As long as the ball goes in the hole and you're shooting scores and you feel confident with it, it's that's the individual preference of each person that, um, that plays the game of golf. And putting is a unique deal. It's it's not like the rest of the clubs in your bag. Putting is a unique deal, and it's and it's getting the ball in the hole on the green and it doesn't, I don't care what it looks like. I don't, whatever, 
it because if it's going in the hole, it's performing the right road, the the correct way. Your dad, Billy Casper, was one of the greatest putters of all time that this game has ever seen. And that putter that he finished out his life with, I don't know when he, how long that octagon putter. Yeah, that thing was ugly, heavy, um, old, counterbalanced. Yeah, I don't how much I don't know how much he used that in competition. What did he use mostly when he was winning, like in the sixties and seventies and and stuff? He, he used a he used a Ray Cook mallet putter, mm, little mallet heel huh? shafted heel shafted mallet putter. Yeah. So similar to that Just octagon a standard, man. yeah. No, but but yeah, that octagon was it it, it was more it was yeah, heel shafted, wasn't it? I think yeah. it was. Yeah. But um yeah, he and he used a couple different si- sizes. Um Wilson had a mallet putter with his name on it that he used. Then um he used a small Ray Cook. I, I can't remember the the number on it. Um and then he used a larger Ray Cook as well. Mm. Um, that was a mallet also, but those really, um, the lines that were on the top and the way he putted, those really, really helped him. He was more of a, a, a straight back, straight through putter. He didn't kind of let it open and close. Um, and he was, it was more of a pop stroke because he grew up when greens were not as good as they are now. That's, yeah, that's for interesting, sure. Right. Yeah. So you had to get the ball up on the, up, up and going and rolling and the pop stroke. A lot of those guys did that. Um, Gary player did it. Uh, a lot of, a lot of guys did that. Mm. So yeah, it's interesting. What are you putting with these days? I have, um, the Las Vegas, the two line, two line design Las Vegas, which is like the, the odyssey seven, number seven. Yeah. It's a good putter. Yeah. It's really good putter. And I have, and initially came with a little bit of a smaller grip where my seven had the bigger grip or the midsize grip. And so, uh, Sean sent me the, the midsize Toulon grip and put that on and it's much better than it was with the smaller grip. Mm. It, it, it works better for me. Inserts, no inserts, milled face, you know, there's all so many different things and you heard Troy like all types of things. Yeah. Like he, he found that, that, that gelbert is not pretty. But he's got a grip that he's messed with where he can do the claw inside eight feet, and mm-hmm. he's starting to get away from the yips with that inside eight feet claw grip. Yeah. And you know that Stan- used to- standard standard putter grip from long distances, twenty outside the eight to ten feet, and uh, and leg putting and that kind of thing, pretty standard. But the inside, he goes with the claw. You remember when I think it was Demarco and there were a couple other guys that started doing that claw, and it was it was almost like. I don't know how to say it. it was almost like they were trying to wear shorts on the PGA tour. It just was, it was almost like frowned upon to do any of these sort of Ooh. weird grips. Right. And now yeah. nobody bats an eye. There's so many different kinds of ways that people grip the putter or stroke the putter yeah. or whatever they want. You know, it just is nowadays it's commonplace, but man, when that first, when what they call it, the saw or the claw and they had all these yeah. different ways of doing it. I mean, even yeah. if someone went left hand low, it was almost like breaking news. Right. Yeah. And exactly. And this guy's a real rebel. And now it's just like, yeah, wait, man, whatever you got to do to make the pot, go for it. Yep. The only thing that the I ball still gets can't, in the hole, the only thing I still can't get really used to or wrap my head around is that long broom style, you know, yeah, anchored yeah. or non-anchored, it's it's hard for me to look and see that those strokes aren't anchored somehow when they're bent yeah. when they're holding those. Oh, I agree. Putters, I agree. I agree. That's a topic for another day. Hey, let's take a look at some PGA Tour stuff. Uh, the we mentioned PGA Tours in Zozo. You mentioned some of the players there. LPGA is playing in Korea. Got an update yeah. on the leaderboard through a couple rounds there. 
Yeah, Minji Lee is leading at 11 under par. She's followed by Allison Lee at 9, along with, uh, uh, let me see, Ashley Bry at 9. Uh, also, Jeong uh, Lee, 6 at 8 under par. Lydia Ko at 8 under par. Uh, Hei Ranru at 8 under par. Angel Yin at 7 under par. Nellie Korda at 6 under par. Celine Boutier at six under par. You so can stop now. You got Nelly got in some... there. That's all I needed to know. What? You got Nelly in there. That's all I needed to know. Uh, I, well, uh, that's what I was going <laughs> to say. But you know, you've got a great, you've got I'm a great lead, or field in this event, and you've got a lot of those top players up there at the top. So um, it's going to be exciting to see how this one finishes out after seventy-two holes. I was reading Nelly's posts about it and she loves going to Korea. There's a huge passionate fan base there mm-hmm. and they get treated really well. Uh, so she really enjoys and it's no surprise she's playing well. There's there's something yeah. to that, right? If, you, if you're if you comfortable in the, in the environment, you're going to play a little better golf. So um, yeah, so that's good. And then Liv is playing at Doral and they're playing in their final event and then there's free agency stuff. There's people getting relegated. There's relegated, uh, all yeah. kinds of things to talk about. Uh, Bubba Watson says that he's got multiple offers for the range goats mm. and no small sum. You heard for X Hogger talk about that. We'll continue talking about that, but we're going to take a short break and get some caddy stories with the caddy coming up next right here on Real Golf Radio. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968-800-817-2968-800-817-2968 That's 800-817-2968 If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. Priced at only $297 for a full pair, 
And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear, nothing shows on the back of your ear, and at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case, and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. It's Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, and America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Baby. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Oh, man, Vaughn. Well, the way he says, here he is. That, that's just a beautiful thing. Caddy, welcome to the show, man. How are you? I'm good. I, I think the squeaky doggy... Squeaking doggy chew toy is good too, like though, right? The back, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we should auction that off at a charity event. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what was the, what's the percentage of uh, that would fall into that bag rat category on tour, or none of them on tour? That's just the club, the club caddies. No, well, it, the the bag rat category has lost population mm, over the it years. It has, definitely. It was, significant. it was significant in the 80s. And now let's make sure we understand. This is an affectionate term. So Yes. But it's definitely, yeah, it, you know, it's the, look, the caddies still have a lot of, there's still a lot of character out there. There's still yeah. a lot of color out there. You know, it's a lot of colorful guys, a lot of, yeah, you can see it on Twitter, right? I mean, um, but but it's uh, it's definitely. I know when I first went out, there were only a handful of guys. Myself, Bones. I mean, it, it might have been five, six, seven, eight guys, maybe, who had played college golf and knew their player, and that's how they came out. Bones came out with Larry Mize. They were both members at their club in Columbus, Georgia. Um, you know, I came out with, with my golf coach. So now it seems like a significant percent. I mean, what is it? 80, 90% of the guys played the corn Ferry tour or played the tour. Um, Sam hmm. Burns caddy, Travis played the tour. He had his tour card. Um, I'm pretty sure. I know it's had his tour card. So there's a number of guys oh, or played pretty good level. Well, shoot, look who was caddying. Uh, wasn't Per Ulrich who was caddying? Was caddying, was it in the Ryder Cup or an event a week or two ago? He was caddying. Per Ulrich yeah. Johansson. Yeah. He was caddying for somebody. Mark Brooks has been out there caddying. 
So, well, Lance Tanbrock, who played on the PGA Tour, also caddied. Another great example. There's a he funny story. and one. played in an event, right, in 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 Texas. At the same time, and beat his player, and beat his and, player, and almost <laughs> the cut. <laughs> Here's the question I have for you, Caddy. Back in the day when you came out on tour, how many of those guys could have gotten a television contract as a commentator, as opposed to now? I mean, you got Bones and Woody out there. I mean, doing their thing. I mean, it just feels like they're. I don't know if it's just more polished or they're just given the opportunity to to show how polished they they're are. They're professionals now. Yeah. Caddies are professionals now. Just given the opportunity. Bones and Woody are really good on TV. Woody's just yeah. exceptional. Woody Woody's going to be there forever. He'll yeah. He'll be the lead. He he's the guy. I mean, he's really good and he just does it right. And he's he's really Look, the Caddies really have an advantage um the the guys who've been caddying for 5 10 15 20 years and then go to Bra- and broadcast like bones and woody did they know everything about everything they know what the players do they pair with them all the time they know what their tendencies are because they're out there in the mix as caddies and all the guys in the booth or even walking the fairways they're most of those guys are several years detached from playing or hadn't played a whole lot at the end of the career. And now they go into the booth, but they just don't know the guys as well. You you couldn't. So it's an advantage for, for those guys on the ground because they're around all the time. And for a guy like Woody, well, bones is back out caddying. So you'll probably see him do a cameo role here and there on TV. Maybe but he's right back in the mix. So if he comes back out, he's just there amongst it. Anyway, that's a big advantage. So, but I'll tell you who'd be phenomenal on TV, but not for, not necessarily for the play by player, but just for doing, uh, little fun pieces to watch would be Teddy Scott, who Ted Scott, who works for Scotty. Yeah. He's, he's so talented in lots of ways, but he's, he's incredibly good on camera. Hey, somebody's going to figure that out sooner or later. He's really good. So. I think we should go back and have some, um, I think we should do a little story time with the caddy and go back to some of those, just because we brought up the bag rat days and the, as they are, as caddy pointed out, affectionately known. So how about some <laughs> of the characters uh, in the bag room uh, from yesteryear and, and how their stories and nicknames and how they got them? Well, some of the best ones are, a couple club caddy stories. Have I, have I told you, I've got a buddy of mine who played professionally, still does. He's champion tour age now, but he's been all over the world and he caddies a lot. He's just one of those guys who just never made it on tour, but he played in Australia. He's played in Europe. He's played the senior U S open a couple of times. He's played a few tour events. He's kind of the mini tour rat, right? Who's been everywhere. And he'll go caddy. Um, at some pretty high end clubs to make a little money now and then when he needs to. And have I, I must've told the burning tree caddy stories with the presidents, right? Have I told these? I don't know no. if it's been uh, a while, if you have. Okay. Now I'm going to, I believe Clyde, if, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Clyde is the name of the caddy at burning tree, but I, I'd have to check on that, but let's just say it is. So, Clyde had been there forever. 
he's like 80 something years old, whatever. I mean, this was 10 years ago. So, so my buddy, my buddy's talking to him and says, Hey, he starts talking about, um, of course, burning tree is where a lot of, a lot of senators and congressmen are members of burning tree. And so he said, Hey, uh, who'd you, who'd, who'd you caddy for, man? Who'd you caddy for here? And the guy said, he goes, well, he goes, I caddied for president Nixon. And I, I think he might've, did he caddy for Eisenhower? Yes. He caddied for Eisenhower and Nixon. And he's like, okay, (laughs) that's pretty impressive. And he said he, during the winter one time, he needed to get a job over the winter. And so he applied for a job and he needed a recommendation. And so he was caddying for Eisenhower at the time on the weekend, something like that. And as, and Ike asked him, Hey, what's going on? What are you doing in, in the off season? He says, Oh, I'm trying to get a job, but they need a recommendation. So Eisenhower hands him a business card and says, here, you can use me as a recommendation. <laughs> 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 so, so he goes in and hands it to us and he's a good perspective employer. And the guy's just not buying it at all. So he calls, sure enough, he calls the white house, gets the switchboard, talks to the president. Yeah, you're hired. <laughs> back when things were a little different, but, but he said, he said Nixon was the guy he really liked. And he said, uh, he lived in Southeast, Southeast, which is a little bit past where the white house is, but not far from it, from burning tree to there. So Nixon would give him a ride, ride back. And he said, he said, yeah, I, he said, president Eisenhower used to, used to, they used to, I used to ride back to the white house with him and then I'd get home from there. He said, but, but Nixon was great. He goes, president Nixon would take me home first and drop me off and then go to the white house. I said, wow. well, that's impressive, man. <laughs> and see, these are stories. I, I mean, how cool a story is that? And there's millions of them out there. Hey, Mr. There's- president, could I get a ride home? You mind dropping me off around the corner? It's on the way, right? <laughs> And I guess the impressive, the, the really wild one was he was caddying on the morning of December 7th, 1941. Mm, wow. Mm. He was nine years old or 10 years old or whatever. And he's, it's like his first year caddying. And he's, uh, he, the, he's, he's caddying in a group and the, the Japanese ambassador is playing in the group. Oh my. And wow. all of a sudden this guy walks up. Japanese guy walks up, you know, all rigged out in his gear and stuff. And he hands the, uh, diplomat a note and the diplomat takes the note and closes it. And, you know, I think he bows to everybody, whatever he does. And they just leave. Didn't say a thing. He walked off the course. December 7th, 1941. I would hope he walked wow. off the course. Yeah, man. I'll tell you that that could have gotten ugly. Pretty wild right there. So, um, yeah, it, it, are, are these stories true? I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I hope they are. All right. They're cool stories. So we got just a couple minutes left. How about some PGA Tour stuff? That was really good, by the way. Um, the uh, the story of that putt cannot be made, that that seems like it. Or even how some of these some of these guys got these, you know, most unusual nicknames. Best nicknames. Like the punk. Yeah, so what happened was the Dan McQuilkin from New Jersey. He's riding back from, he's riding with, uh, Greg Rita. I think it was Greg Rita. It was Mike Boyce for sure. 
who caddied for Gil Morgan. Rita caddied mostly for Curtis, but he also won the uh, he also won the British Open with Daly. And uh, anyway, I think there was someone else, probably Lynn Strickler, the Growler, was probably in the car. The but they're growl. they're going from one tournament to the next, and Dan Dan's probably eighteen years old. It's his first year out there, and he's a Jersey guy, right? And he's just chirping and chirping and and you know but just being a Jersey guy and, and that and was so him starting, though chirping. Yeah. Yeah. And they're starting, and they're starting to get bothered. So one of them turns around and goes, you know what you are? You're just a little punk. So that was it. He was the punk from then on. He's the punk. A punk. That's Wait a minute. He Did you say the growler? I got to hear growler. Where did growler come from? Well, Lynn Strickler was a Vietnam vet, tall, lean guy. He always, he kind of had that Clint Eastwood mojo going a little bit, but he was a good guy. And he, he was always ready to laugh at something, although you wouldn't have thought he was if you looked at him. But he, but he talked like this, so they called him the growler. <laughs> <laughs> this would be interesting to do a side-by-side comparison. Best caddy nicknames versus best uh, call signs for you know Top Gun. <laughs> Or something like that, right? <laughs> I can't tell you. I can't even tell you some of the nicknames. Well, I well I reptile, that. and you, you got Rep- a lot Rep- of them. Yeah, but Mike Boyce, who caddies for Gil Morgan, I can't even say his nickname on the air. And Gil did not want to hear it. Gil never. You didn't call him his nickname around Gil, Doctor mm. Doctor Gil. What a nice guy he was. Oh, yeah. There, there's a guy who. You kind of, you know, oh, Dr. Gil Morgan, he swung it so pure, just so pure. Man, and super nice guy. What kind you know, of he was, was a he? optometrist. Optometrist, really? yeah. Yeah, he's a trained optometrist mm. from Edmond, Oklahoma. Yeah, good stuff. I wondered if it was some sort of honorary doctorate from his uh, alma mater or something for being a doctor. doctor. So there was, <laughs> no, that's for real medical, uh, optometrist. So, um, there's Al Milan from Canada who lost his hair at a very young age. So they called him Eeg Al for bald Eeg Al. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so his nickname was Eeg Al. <laughs> there was a, it's a lot of time sitting yeah, around in it, caddy rooms coming up with this stuff, man. Oh, it, it, <laughs> I got lucky. I got lucky. I got lucky with my nickname. I mean, it could have been much worse, but you couldn't get any you know, better. Are you kidding me? I yeah, was a caddy. No, no, my nickname was Sevy. Yeah, wait, yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. Sevy. I mean, I'm lucky with that one. That's what I was saying. Iconic. You know, when I was a young man in Pavania, I would go to the beach in the morning to hit the balls on the sand, and sometimes it would rain, and I'd get very wet. And I walk into caddy, and the other caddies laugh at me, but they're not laughing now. <laughs> and there he is. Codename Sevy. That's right. But we just call him the caddy. Good stuff, caddy. Always good to visit with you. Thanks for sharing some fun stories with us this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's the caddy right here on Real Golf Radio. You know what? That is gold. I'm telling you. You, you want to know what's it's like to hang yeah, around? It's gold. <laughs> you want us like to hang around the caddy room to tell stories? 
That is the inside. That is that is it right there. I mean, we could have broke down the live and all that kind of stuff. We'll do all that other time. But that's fun stuff. That's golf. That's hope you enjoyed that. Stay tuned. More of the show coming up next. Everyone expects distance from their driver. We're shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that. We constructed the first ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance from Callaway, the kings of distance. It looks like a blade. It feels like a blade, but it performs unlike any other. The new Odyssey Tri-Hot 5K is a radical departure from traditional thinking. With multi-material construction, a shallow CG, and MOI over 5,000, we've actually made the blade forgiving. The days of sacrificing performance for looks and feel just ended. The new Tri-Hot 5K, it's a blade unlike any other. From Odyssey, the number one putter on tour. In a world of too good to be true, every once in a while you experience something that lives up to the hype. That's been my experience at Black Desert Resort. The Tom Weiskopf Championship Designed Golf Course is next level with the PGA and LPGA Tours scheduled to play Black Desert. Demand is at an all-time high. Don't miss out on the exclusive opportunity to own real estate at Black Desert. Sign up for details at blackdesertresort.com and learn how you can enjoy year-round family fun in beautiful St. George, Utah. That's blackdesertresort.com This is not about splitting hairs. It's more precise than that. It's knowing to one one thousandth of an inch that every layer of every chrome soft is manufactured precisely which we confirm with proprietary 3D x-ray. Precision technology is not an industry standard but it is ours. You can hope your ball performs consistently or you can know it will with precision technology. ChromeSoft, better for the best, better for everyone. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. Sometimes less is more, like creating a revolutionary new raw face to maximize spin in every possible condition. But other times, more is more, like taking the most aggressive groove in golf and adding even more advanced wedge technology, like optimized tungsten weighting. It takes true innovation to deliver pure spin in its rawest form. The new Jaws Raw from Callaway. Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Thanks again for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you at Real Golf is a Twitter handle. Thanks again to the caddy for joining us. Uh, wow, that was that was fun. A little story yeah. time with the caddy, sharing some of that. You know what? I can't get over, like, is it, uh, you know, like, cowboy nicknames or, like, outlaw nicknames? That's what kept, kept like, cowboy outlaw nicknames. Top it's Gun. Just whatever sticks. Call fighter signs and caddy nicknames. Like, those are all in the same category of yep. kind of wild different things, right? So. <laughs> 
It's pretty funny. Um, you know, all those guys have nicknames out there. Uh, and you know, when I met Mark, you know, it was always Sevy and, and, uh, I never had one. I was out there a whole year, never had one, which <laughs> oh, is nice. A whole year, yeah. I was going to say, what was your nickname, Bob? <laughs> um, but, L- you know, little Billy. There, was, there was Bones and, you know, Joe's Joe, LaCava. And there's just, you know, yeah. just a certain one stick. You know, there was, a, there was a caddy out there. You know, we talk about bag rats. There was a caddy out there called the rat. So. Makes me think of our buddy Jose Miraflor, formerly of TaylorMade, now Cobra Puma Golf. He just went by the rat. So the rat. Hey, yep. let's uh, let's jump into a little bit of this uh, live talk. So season final event. By the way, I had to actually someone had to tell me that, and mm-hmm. I I appreciate Rex Hoggard coming on and and giving us some insights there. If you missed that, it's going to be on our Twitter feed or or where you can find podcasts. But you know, I didn't I didn't even realize that's where they were in the schedule. I just find myself so uninterested. Not not looking at it from a political standpoint. I'm not saying that. I don't want to watch or that uh, I'm choosing not to watch live because I don't, because I hate the live players or I hate the live whatever. I just don't, to me, it just doesn't do anything for me. That's not what I'm interested in. I don't appreciate the fact that they, you know, broke away the way they did and they disrupted right. the the organization the way they did and, and all of that. I don't, I don't love that. But, you know, when I see on Twitter that people post, this is the best golf with the best players on the best golf courses. I, it's, it's not, that's not the, the it's not right. I do no. think that there are some ways that you can infuse some energy into the game. I do think sometimes things can get a little stale. Um, I, I wish they could have sat down and collaborated on these kind of ideas to keep it all within within the house and make it make it work. Now that the proponents of those guys will say we tried to do that, but they wouldn't listen to us. And there's probably something to that. You know, I've been pretty clear from the beginning that it feels like Monahan was asleep at the wheel on this thing and got ambushed yeah. a little bit. And as the leader of something like this, you should never let that happen. No. And so anyway, that's, that's all kind of taking us back, but where we're at in the season f- final event, I guess they got after this weekend, Rex was saying that it's sort of a free agency period. He likened it yeah. to what we watched with Damian Lillard, you know, looking to find a new home, leaving the Portland trailblazers and right. eventually ended up in Milwaukee. But Four players relegated and a bunch of other players up for trades, I guess, huh? Yeah, and uh, as Rex said, also it could work out to be not just four, it could work out to be another five or so, so nine total. Um, A lot of those players have contracts, and because they have contracts, uh, it keeps them out of the relegation area. Um, uh, Some of those players are owners of teams or the, the captains of the team, so to speak, and uh, that keeps them out of the relegation period as well. Um, you know, it's in in you know it's free agency like you talked about basketball, free agency in football, um, the portal in college sports, um, all that kind of stuff. That's kind of where we're heading into the period. But the interesting thing is these guys went; they didn't go for the traditions of the game, and they didn't go to have more time with their families. They went for the money. That period. They but it was cloaked in all those and, other things. Grow the game yeah. and whatnot. And then and then when they and then when they got over there, they got sold a bill of goods because there's a guy, you know, Taylor Gooch, who's who won the most amount the amount of money this year. He kind of, you know, order of merit winner or whatever. Taylor Gooch was saying, wait, we're supposed to have 
World Golf Rankings, and I didn't realize I wasn't going to be able to play or I was going to lose ranking points and I wouldn't be able to play in major championships. Well, Taylor Gooch right now is number 201 in the World Golf Rankings. How's he going to get into major championships now that he's jump ship? Um, the only way he's going to get in is to be able to qualify, and that's there's only two of them that he can kind of qualify for, and those are the open cha- the open championship and the U.S. Open. So, um, and now and now they want to change or have the governing bodies change the way they look at live and include twelve of their players. So I I just I I just don't understand it. Um, they were told. I don't know, in my opinion, partial truce, and um, they're on the outside looking in. I also looked at world golf rankings. Um, Cameron Smith is number 18. Brooks Kepka is number 17 right now. Dustin Johnson is number 127 Wow! in the world golf rankings. Taylor Gooch, 201. Bryson DeChambeau, 137. And Patrick Reed, number 64. And that's just, you know, that's not going through every single one of them. But that's that's where guys have fallen in the last year and a half. They've fallen down that far, and only two of them are in the top twenty or even the top fifty in the world right now. So, are you do you stand at all on the side that these guys are better players than what the ranking is showing? So the rankings should be adjusted in some way. Well, you know, the game of golf has traditions behind it, and um, it's been. Um, Something, you know, Tiger Woods has talked about the traditions of the game, um, going to work hard and gain your gain your status and your um, your uh, ranking in the world as far as playing. And, and these rankings came out in what, like the mid 70s, something like that. Um, I do not feel that they're the best players in the world. Um, when we look at what they were able to accomplish in major championships. There's one player and that was Brooks Kepka that played extremely well. Uh, he finished second at the masters and he, and he won at the PGA Phil Mickelson finished second at the masters. Um, but in the other major championships, you didn't see a lot of those guys up there in, in the top echelon. You saw the guys that were playing 72 whole events week to week on the PGA tour or the DP world tour, um, and these guys are playing sporadically, 54 whole events, shotgun starts, um, that kind of thing. So, no, I don't necessarily believe that the best players in the world are playing on their tour. And they're not, you know, just because they're getting the money doesn't necessarily mean they should be right. ranked higher either, right? Because I, right. I, I wonder what Callaway pays Steph Curry, you know, for his endorsement of Callaway products or um, what someone would pay Tony Romo for an outing. Right you know, or right. something like that. There, there's lots of money that's involved with it, but that doesn't make, just because there's money going, doesn't make them automatically the top players in the world. So right. I, I just, I, I kind of equate it to that. I equate it to these guys were among the top players in the world. Yes. And then they decided to go out and just do their own thing. And they didn't compete on the top stage in golf anymore, but they wanted to claim that they were a better stage, but they're just over here playing at this club. And they want to still have all the benefits of playing on the top stage. It's it's a different deal. I don't care if, you know, Michael Jordan's the best basketball player of all time. He's not right now. He's not even in the league anymore. 
No. So LeBron James is in the league, so he's still considered that. But as soon as he leaves, he's, you know, it the, It matters. Where you play matters, I guess, is the point. And the world rankings is, is saying that. And I don't know that the majors are going to adjust their criteria. If they choose yeah, to, and, that's on them. And, and I agree. And the interesting thing also is going to be is that as these guys get relegated off, um, you know, they're, they're saying Norman, um, Mickelson, everybody's saying, Hey, there's lots of guys from the PGA tour that want to move over to live. Okay. Yeah. Let's see who Start those are. Names. Give us names. Let us know who those top players are. Um, and, um, are those are those four to nine guys just going to move in? Let me tell you. Who, um, let me tell you. You're talking about you're talking about Harry Higgs, right? You're talking about guys like that, right? That are buddies right. with Phil that have had a terrible year that want to try yeah. to come out and play live. Yeah, Pat Perez. Yeah. You're talking about guys like that. You're not talking about Spieth and even those no. guys all took pictures with Brooks in their in his t-shirt. They're not looking to jump ship. No, I agree with you. They aren't. Brooks was part of the team, and as Rex said, he, he kind of integrated into the team just like he had never been gone. But Brooks decided to leave. That's right. Um, and um, the other guys didn't. The other guys said, nope, we're not leaving. We're staying. We're going to, you know, most of those guys are worried about not necessarily their brand, which is part of their, which is part of their business, but they are looking to where – they are going to stand up in the game of professional golf and the history of professional golf and where they will be when, when their career is over Um, where the other guys were basically just looking to go um, play less and make more money. And they're getting all that. So that's where I come back to. What's the problem? Yeah. What's but, the problem? You're like, getting what you wanted. Like Rex said, well, we want our cake and eat it too. So yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, by the way, how much are you paying for Bubba's Range Goats team? Nothing. <laughs> Someone's going to pay something. But oh, they I'm not will. sure how the evaluation would even work on something like that. Yeah. But apparently yeah, he's got multiple buyers that are interested. Good. We'll take Good. a short break. We'll come back and wrap things up next here on Real Golf Radio. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-390-5160-800-390-5160-800-390-5160. That's 800-390-5160. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. 
That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495-800-788-1495-800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio, brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort. Go to blackdesertresort.com to find out more details on how you can buy exclusive real estate at Black Desert and be a part of it all. It's going to host a PGA Tour event, an LPGA Tour event, and so much more on the championship designed by Tom Weiskopf. Super great golf course. BlackDesertResort.com So, we've talked a little bit about the Live and they're playing in Drow. We talked a little bit about Zozo over in Japan. We talked about the ladies playing in Korea. We talked a little putters. We had, uh, well, we had Rex Hoggard on from, from uh, Drow, but we had Troy Merritt on. And he went with that jailbird putter from Odyssey. Yeah. So we spent some time talking a little bit about putters. Um, we had the caddy on, and he told some caddy stories about how caddies get their nicknames and, you know, the evolution of caddies from some guys that are just out there carrying bags to these polished guys that are coming off of professional tours to pick up a bag for the young players and the better players on tour. So it's been kind of a fun conversation the last couple hours. Yeah, for the most part, I think the guys that are in – the game right now that are caddying for guys on the PGA tour are, are not those typical guys that, that just went out there and tried to get a job there. They are really strong professional caddies right now, guys that were former players as the caddy said, and that kind of thing. And that's, what's really cool about um, this whole, I guess, thing about caddies right now is that, is that they've morphed into, on-course commentators, um, they're more professional. Um, they're guys that have played the game, and that's what's really cool because 
it's really um, narrowed down, um, and it's tough to get a job out there right now on the PGA Tour. No, it's a business partnership, and they're playing for a lot yep. of money. It's high stakes, so you got to have guys yep. that can handle it. Thanks yep. again to Rex Hogger, Troy Merritt, the caddy. Our producer is Dave Glauser. He's Bob Casper. Hi, this is Rick Tittle. Tune in every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time for the video game review. We'll review games. We'll give away a brand new game. We'll talk cheat codes, new releases, and your calls as well. That's right here every Sunday night on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.